to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, Leadership Matters. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. I'm Cheryl White, and today we're going to be talking about four strategies to equip teams to handle disagreements with greater emotional intelligence. Totally delighted to have Carol Moselle with us. She's a leadership coach and consultant to have a conversation about this topic. Welcome, Carolyn. Thank you, Dr. White. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure having you. I'm going to ask us to maybe just start with sharing with our listening audience a little bit about yourself and your leadership journey. Absolutely. So I am born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland, but I get around like I'm from Arkansas. That (laughs) has always been, the geography has always been um, a challenge for me. So I, Yahoo Maps and all that was created just for me, but I digress. But um, I was, uh, my leadership journey, oh my gosh. So I tripped upon all of this leadership that I'm that I was in um, and in and during my time with um, city government as well as uh, my coaching and consulting now. So I at my church, a gentleman was running for city council and he was signing up volunteers and I was like, oh, let me see what this is like. I was you know fresh out of college just exploring life and opportunities and I did so well on his campaign he hired me. And that was the beginning of my 20 plus years of leadership growth in um, city government and with the mayor's office and the city council's office. And I, one of my claims of fame is that I ascended from executive assistant to uh, deputy mayor level, all without ever asking for a promotion. Um, I was, I was, you know, always um, blessed to have my reputation precede me. And that those were appointed positions. So, you know, it was a blessing to be appointed um, over about five mayors. Great. Well, that is awesome. So wondering with regards to what led you to this space of looking at and then offering services through the lens of emotional intelligence. Well, you know, throughout that time in my leadership, Um, I was exposed to every type of management style you can imagine because um, some people, you know, were prepared for leadership. Some were not prepared for leadership, you know, from leaders who had authoritative styles to, you know, just purely transactional styles to some that, you know, were transformational leaders. But the whole um, of, of all of that, what I really came to learn what was missing was emotional intelligence. And I didn't call it that at, in my earlier days. I called it, you know, just effective communication, relating to people, engaging with people, meeting people where they are to help them to get along to where they need to be. So, you know, I saw the gap in, I saw the gap of where people, of what people were attempting to communicate and how they actually communicated. And when I transitioned out of city government, uh, I was determined that I was going to be 
um, the, the, the person that could help people close that gap so that there will be, you know, kind and impactful leadership in the world. Awesome. Or at least in Baltimore. Yeah, I would absolutely <laughs> love that. You know, and as you're sharing, I'm thinking of, you know, the journey of over 20 years, kind of like my working in this field as well. And um, I think way back when we used to think of effective communication for leaders being, can you communicate your intended message effectively? Like, can you get your point across? And I think through the years, we've seen it evolve to include, can you communicate your message effectively? And in doing so, also maintain and enhance relationships. And so as you talk about emotional intelligence, I think that's such an important part of where we've evolved in understanding and knowing that it's not just about getting that message across, but can I get that message across and do so in a way that helps to maintain and enhance relationships? So we're talking about this whole thought um, and body of work that you've engaged in as relates to using greater emotional intelligence to equip leaders and teams. I'm going to step back and ask you, you know, from your perspective, how would you define emotional intelligence? So it's it's really the skill. And a lot of times you hear people say the ability, but it's a it's a skill because it has to be practiced in order to be effective. Like mm-hmm. practice makes progress for everything. So it's a skill to be able to recognize um, and manage your own ability and emotions, as well as the skill to identify and understand, as well as influence the feelings of others, and to do it in a way that provides. Um, you, that that you communicate that in a way that provides helpful feedback, mm-hmm. um, respectful interactions, and just you know a, a way. I try to make it as simple as possible because there's like a thousand definitions. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You ask, you'll get a different definition every time. Absolutely. But I think like the 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 simplest way is to just understanding how to use your emotions more intelligently to um, understand how you connect as well as how to connect with others and, you know, how to read the room, how to um, understand when empathy is needed and compassion is needed. And all of this is just essential, really, in personal and professional relationships, Mm -hmm. because sometimes people forget that you are taking your whole self to work and back home and Mm -hmm. back to work. And back home. So, yes. and, you know, it, it, it's, it, I think people have, have come to sometimes think that, you know, you can, you have to be a different way at home. You have to be a different way at work, but that is very exhausting. Mm-hmm. So when you are able to, you know, gain the skill to be able to recognize and manage your emotions and the um, emotions of, of others in terms of influencing them, then, you know, that helps you to bring your whole authentic self to all that you do. Mm-hmm. I love that. I like the uh, definition of uh, really looking at how in tune am I with my own emotions and can I anticipate and um, really help to be effective and um, influencing the response that we might receive from others as it relates to emotional regulation and mm-hmm. um, and being well positioned to meet them where they are and also be supportive. You said two other things that I just, uh, I think are so um, important 
to our navigating with others, and that's empathy and compassion. And I know, again, those are two words that people use very differently, and they define them very differently. Love to hear you just, before we move a little further, talk a little bit about that, because you said, um, you know, recognizing when empathy and compassion might be important and how that connects then to emotional intelligence. Do you want to pause and say a little bit about that before we move forward? Yeah. Well, you know, Dr. White, you're right. You know, you will, again, get five different definitions for each of those words when you ask five different people. And but I, I feel like empathy is your ability to understand what someone else is going through um, because you have either been in their shoes or you um, have known someone that has been in their shoes. Uh-huh. And compassion is taking an action. So a lot of people sometimes use compassion and and empathy interchangeably, but compassion is really taking an action. For example, you, you know, in the workplace, you have a a staff member who may be experiencing some hardship, um, staying focused, you know, in her, in her work. And you, you, the empathy part is that you first, you have recognized this. And then you go over and you talk to her about what's going on. I noticed, you know, you have not been um, 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 participating or working as, you know, in a way that you usually do. So the compassion is the action that that leader takes to help them get through mm-hmm. whatever they're dealing with. Maybe it's something personal. It could be, you know, I've had it be something personal or something that is skill related. Um, you know, I've had a person to um, kind of like push back on creating reports, not knowing, you know, me not knowing that they just did not have the confidence and comfort level of using the the software to that next level. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had a person, you know, who has had been um undergoing going through some personal health challenges and didn't want to talk about it at work you know that's understandable um but you know as the leader and not me noticing that then i knew that she was not you know producing in her normal manner and something was wrong so that helped me to be able to help her provide you know some we provide some flexibility as she was going through those challenges so that's the compassion part mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. Absolutely um, love that. And uh, what it triggers for me in thinking, um, empathy, and um, we often think of compassion as being love in action. So I love that you say that that's the action part of that. And I remember talking to Verna Jackers and she started me on this journey and I've um, continued it ever since talking about the Dalai Lama and compassion. And um, there being like four phases to how he looked at compassion. It was um, responding in a way that says, I understand you. Um, Compassion is responding in a way that says, I feel you. Mm -hmm. Compassion is responding in a way that says, I get what's important to you. And if I understand you, feel you, and I get what's important to you, it then allows me to figure out how best to help you. So I'm responding in a way where I'm helpful. But in each case, I'm responding. There's an action involved in that movement. So absolutely am loving that, loving it, loving it. So why is emotional intelligence important for leaders? 
Why is emotional that? intelligence is the the lens by which um, you are a leader is able to see how to best get the best out of others. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, it, in order to get the best out of others, you have to be able to be confident in your um, leadership as well. It, and in order to delegate, you know, that's a, a challenge that a lot of the leaders that I work with have delegating. They, you know, they have just, they have not built the confidence that they needed to delegate so that they can help others, um, you know, develop skills, develop um, better interactions with their team um, and other, you know, other skills that they are going to build by being able to um, have a leader that knows how to um, exercise emotional intelligence as well as help them feel better equipped to gain it as well. Awesome. And I love that emotional intelligence being this, um, I don't know, ability that's important to help get the best out of others. Mm-hmm. Um, that in and of itself makes it worth really listening to what you have to say next about emotional intelligence. So we're going to take a short break, but stay with us. And we'll be right back to talk a little bit about the importance of emotional intelligence as it is related to teams, but then also the fabulous four strategies that um, Carolyn is going to share with us today. So we'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by Innovisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact Innovisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 619-453-8093. That's 619-453-8093. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission to enrich lives through a continuum of education and wellness service. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at Leadership Forum INC. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insights from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, and get hired into the career you want and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Dr. Cheryl White at swhite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we are back with more on Leadership Matters. Today, we're talking about four strategies to equip teams to handle disagreements with greater emotional intelligence. And Carolyn Moselle, leadership coach and consultant, is with us today to help us have this conversation. Carolyn, before we went to break, you were talking about the importance of emotional intelligence for leaders and their ability to bring out the best in themselves and the best in others. Anything you might add uh, to that thought with regards to why emotional intelligence is so important for leaders? Yeah, so we all we really just need to just remember that um, teams are made up of people. And, you know, people are, people, your team is the engine to your success. You know, when you have a disconnected team, it, it not only causes you stress, but it causes the team stress. And, you know, which can often like pause progress, even stop progress. Um, you know, I've seen it just take so many effects, negative effects, um, because leaders have not really just taken a step back to say, okay, my team is not performing in the way that you know, we need to perform in order to get the outcomes or achieve the results that we are um, targeting to to achieve. So what is the what's wrong? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, leaders will will, you know, because you're so busy, you, you know, you'll just take the approach of just kind of putting a bandaid on stuff, putting a bandaid on stuff. But what I would encourage leaders to do is to take the time to, you know, have a one-on-one with your team. Um, you know, it may be a little difficult if you have a very large team, then that's where you have the one-on-one with your leadership um, of those teams so that everyone can have the um, opportunity to share what's going on um, in the organization. And the, the the leader overall will be able to just take some steps to um, shift the, the, the turn the tide so that you are able to um, clearly understand what where the disconnect lies and what um, needs to be um, repaired so that the team can really not have a band aid effect um, in terms of how they move forward because you know band aids come off at some point and mm-hmm. so you're back to where you started from mm-hmm. so in order to have a more sustainable impact on your team's growth and development, you know, it it takes work. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it takes a a leader who is dedicated to, you know, getting it right so that you don't have to continue to put Band-Aids on and get yourself frustrated, Mm -hmm. you know, develop um, the health conditions and all the things that come with the stress and burnout of leading a team. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And, Oh, um, as I hear you talking about the leader 
taking the time to have these conversations and be engaged takes me back to the thought of we can't manage what we don't know. And so, you know, how do I get to know? How do I get to have an understanding of the pulse um, in from that space move from managing to even being able to lead? Mm -hmm. How about uh, emotional intelligence? You've kind of gone there a little bit um, as you talked about the um, emotional intelligence and why it's so important for leaders. I could also kind of hear in there a theme as to maybe why emotional intelligence is important for teams. Anything else you want to highlight or say about that? Um, so in terms of teams, you know, what I, my experience has shown me that when your teams are engaged in a meaningful way, they will have your back. They will have your um, back, you know, if they see something that is, you know, going um, outside of the, the the goals that you're trying to achieve, they will come and tell you. They won't, you know, just sit back and let the, mm-hmm. the ship sink. They will come and tell you, you know, and, and being able to develop that trust and respect and open communication is essential mm-hmm. to, you know, a, a productive team, a team that will um, um, represent you and the organization in meetings. You know, I, I always remembered a team member of mine um, came back to from a meeting um, because I, I tried to be very intentional about helping people develop their leadership skills because I really strongly believe that an emotionally intelligent leader builds other emotionally intelligent leaders. And so when he came back from the meeting, he said, you know, there there was it was a um a meeting of like cross-functional teams and organizations, you know, mm-hmm. a mixture of people. Mm-hmm. And it was a very um sensitive subject mm-hmm. which had which was emotion had that had emotionally charged, you know, conversations. So, you know, he he would usually be a person that would just, you know, just be opinionated and just, but we, you know, we talked about it. You know, I I met with my team monthly, you know, so that was an opportunity to kind of coach them as well. So he came back and he said, you know, Carolyn, I, um, I, I sat back in that meeting and, you know, just kind of observed the room and said to myself, what would Chief Carolyn do? <laughs> so, I was like, okay, <laughs> I think I like that. But it, but it told me that, you know, I was having a positive impact on the relationships that they were building, that mm-hmm. my team was building. And, you know, he was able to, after, you know, um, the administration has changed, he was, he's able, he's, he's ex- ascended. You know, he's doing great things. And so, you know, part of having um, great leadership um, that has emotional intelligence is being able to sow into other leaders so that, you know, you are creating a pipeline of people who are able to communicate with others, who are able to, and I go back again, to get, get the best out of themselves by taking care of themselves and understanding how their emotions and their 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 con their comments and their um, disposition, how all of that impacts others, as mm-hmm. well as being able to you know interact and communicate and give people um, a safe space 
to be able to be open and share, you know, how they're feeling about their work, their, you know, work environment and their relationship with you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you would, you would, a leader, hopefully there will be leaders out there who are having that experience, but it's really, you know, transformational when you can um, be a leader with those, um, those traits. Yeah. Wonderful. And, um, you know, my brain goes ding, 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 as, <laughs> as you're talking and what comes to mind, um, and my listeners have probably heard me say this over and over again, the culture becomes whatever's being modeled, supported, and rewarded. As a cultural Mm -hmm. psychologist, we look at how the environment impacts the way a person thinks and behaves. And when that leader is modeling those behaviors, as you said, it begins to, you know, as you were leading your team, they were leading their teams. And that then impacts um, the organizational culture. The other word that came to mind as you were speaking was psychological safety. How Mm -hmm. when that leader shows up and they you underscore trust. And the, at the core of that is when that trust is there, um, the Center for Creative Leadership, they have some work that they've done around psychological safety. They say that when that environment is there, when they have team members who feel safe, we get ideals being shared. We get questions being asked, um, more open to giving and receiving feedback. And then people are also willing to admit their mistakes and ask for help, which are all very important for team effectiveness and performance. So, Carol, I want to just jump into asking you about those fabulous strategies. And we start with strategy number one. Yes. So strategy number one. And this is, I'm going to say, for equipping our teams to handle disagreements. I should probably frame that that's what the strategies are about. Greater emotional intelligence. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Because you can handle disagreement, but, you know. Exactly. Uh, So strategy number one is create opportunities for teams to improve self-awareness and emotional management. So the foundation of emotional intelligence is self-awareness. You know, you cannot um, exercise any of the other four pillars, three pillars of social, um, emotional intelligence without having a clear foundation of self-awareness. And I just realized that I did not tell all of the pillars of emotional intelligence. So let me just run through those if okay. you don't mind. And then mm-hmm. I'll loop back around. Absolutely. So pillar one is self is self-awareness. Um, it's the skill to accurately observe your emotions, stay aware of them as they happen and express them in ways that are respectful and helpful to others around you. Uh, pillar number two is social awareness. And that's the skill to accurately pick up on the emotions of other people around you and respond with helpful and encouraging feedback. Uh, Pillar number three, self-management, is the skill to use your awareness of your emotions to stay flexible uh, and direct your behaviors positively. And pillar number four is social management. uh, And it's the skill to manage relationships, build networks, um, trust, find common ground, and build rapport. So, having for strategy number one to you know create for leaders to create opportunities for teams to improve self awareness and, and emotional management gives teams um, the the skills to really understand um, how to manage their stress um, in a team environment 
and how to react more empathetically when someone on the team is stressed, um, venting or experiencing um, a personal or professional um, challenge. So mm -hmm. all of that happens in a team. So mm -hmm. having um, uh, creating opportunities to help teams to improve their self-awareness and emotional management is key. Wonderful. So we're going to pause right there and look forward to hearing about strategies two, three, and four on the other side of our commercial break. So please stay with us and we'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Leadership Matters is brought to you by Innovisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact Innovisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 619-453-8093. That's 619-453-8093. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission to enrich lives through a continuum of education and wellness service. Trends in global business are changing all the time. It used to only be worrying about your competitor across the street, but now that competitor may be across the world. On Global Business with Mahesh Joshi, we discuss the trends in global business, plus issues and solutions that business leaders face today. Each show is guaranteed to teach you something that you didn't know before about global business. Listen live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America Business Channel. The pace of change in the world is increasing exponentially and shows no signs of slowing down. Leadership is evolving and requires more and more innovative leaders to keep up. Innovating Leadership, co-creating our future with Maureen Metcalf, features interviews with global business leaders, thought leaders, and academics in a wide range of industries. Proven concepts and tools may be applied to build your organization and deliver sustainable success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Dr. Cheryl White at swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we are back with more on Leadership Matters. For those who might be just joining us, I'm Cheryl White, and I am delighted to be having a conversation today with Carol Moselle. She's a leadership coach and consultant. We're discussing four strategies to equip leader to equip teams to handle disagreements with greater emotional intelligence. We talked about the uh, strategy number one, creating opportunities for greater self-awareness and emotional management. And gonna toss it right back over to Carolyn to take us through strategies two, three, and four. Thank you. So strategy two, 
help teams collaborate more successfully and make better connections. So highly collaborative teams should be able to work cohesively and, and understand each what each um, team member is capable of in times of time management, habits, emotional stamina, physical energy, um, quality of output, and you know, and things like motivation. So helping teams to collaborate more successfully and to understand, you know, all of those things helps them to, again, come back around, be more empathetic um, in terms of their interactions, as well as, um, you know, exercise compassion in how they are um, connecting in, um, with their teammates. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the ways that I've, I've done that is um, I've paired team members up to work on small projects together, mm-hmm. you know, as a leader. You know, mm-hmm. it was my job to understand who was able to work together, who was, you know, had challenges working together, um, but who needed to work together in order to um, achieve the goals that we needed to achieve. Achieve. So having, you know, some teammates work on small but maybe challenging projects and, and coaching them through that, you know, mm-hmm. helps them to learn how to collaborate more successfully and make better, and, and they'll take what they've learned, you know, and better connect with other team members as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Appreciate that. And strategy number three. Strategy number three is help teams manage emotions to resolve conflicts more successfully. So this is specifically getting into if there is a conflict. Um, um, you know, even like the simplest disagreements can um, create bottlenecks, can pause and even stop the progress of work, as I mentioned earlier. So conflict inside of teams requires, you know, a significant amount of emotional intelligence, especially in high pressure, pressure situations um, and situations where there are deadlines, um, you know, deadline driven roles, I should say, um, where you are juggling competing priorities, uh, where quick decisions have to be made. You know, those are like all the things that it really has um, come out of the pandemic. Um, those are skills that people have had to exercise and, you know, in a way that is um, productive. So helping teams to manage their emotions to resolve um, conflicts more successfully um, is key. And, you know, in some of those, one of the ways I've done that is that I've developed an agreement. I called it um, uh, how we roll agreement. And what it does is, you know, you the team, you you decide on how you're going to handle conflicts and disagreements so that everyone is on the same page when you are handling um, any type of disagreements. And you, you know, uh, it can include how the team will re- listen and communicate respectfully without interruption and strive for a solution that everyone can live with. Mm-hmm. Great. Any other uh, thoughts um, outside of the agreements? I love that. How are we going to roll agreement? Mm-hmm. Any um, techniques? I don't know, breathing or whatever. I don't know. Are there other things that you can think of? I can figure like this is a real big one with regards to how do we help people to manage their emotions in the midst of those disagreements and so that they stay civil and productive. Um, any other techniques or thoughts that come to mind that might share with our listening audience? 
So one of the one of the things that has been um, successful is you know it's simple and is obvious. And you hear it all the time. Is to breathe. You know, mm-hmm. take a deep mm-hmm. breath. Yeah. Before you, um, um, you know, if you're going into a contentious type of um, environment with a team member that, you know, always results, the interaction always results in some type of negative um, outcome, you know, take a breather, just breathe Mm -hmm. and set your intention to be more of a listener than um, a a talker in the situation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that has been a really good tool that people, you know, it's a, a tool that you have to practice if that's something, if you, if you have, traditionally done it the other way if you're mm-hmm. you know over talking interrupting mm-hmm. if you're that um type of person you know you will have to just practice it but it's doable mm-hmm. yeah. um, so listening more than you are speaking mm-hmm. I love that so just allow yourself to just delay responding take a deep breath yes. breathe for a minute and then maybe uh, respond that might help um, parties to respond in a way that is more emotionally regulated. Okay. Yes, yes, exactly. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And what about that fourth strategy? All right. Strategy number four, help teams understand each other's capabilities. So one of the things that, that has, um, one of the issues I should say that has been um, occurring in a, a lot of the um, people who have reached out to me recently is that you know, team members are stepping on each other's toes, if you will, especially in this um, hybrid and remote environment, um, because, you know, people or organizations have had to bring people in remotely. So, you know, a lot of people have only met by Zoom um, and not, have not had the um, opportunity to sit in a room with anyone. And, you know, that is, if we all are honest about it, it's the future of work. So, you know, we are, we are as a, as an emotionally intelligent leader, you know, it's our jobs to um, adjust to what is going to be the future of work and help our people adjust as well. But communicating the roles and responsibilities of team members uh, really contributes to how well each person understands their role and the role of their colleagues in turn, um, in order to achieve an outcome. Um, and I want to, this is, I say this in every um, strategy, it positions people to respond with empathy um, and, and contribute to successful outcomes uh, for the team, as well as for um, the vision of the organization. And so one way I've, I've learned that is successful in helping with that is cross-training. You know, that helps people gain an understanding of each other's roles and responsibilities. And one way I did that um, at, at, at one, in one portion of my leadership journey was that I would um, have um, division leaders be, uh, in quotes, in charge of the organization um, and on a rotational basis. And that helped them to understand, like, for on a divisional level, what people were, um, 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 how their, 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 I guess their division contributed to the overall, um, outcome and what challenges they face. So that if, you know, someone is like, um, well, Cheryl, 
is Dr. Cheryl is always holding up our process, but Carolyn is always, um, when it gets to her, you know, she's holding up Cheryl. And so you learn like where the bottlenecks are Mm -hmm. um, when you understand each other's roles, responsibilities, as well as capabilities. Mm -hmm. I love that. I can remember uh, reading an article with, um, can't remember who the author of it was, but I know I received it through the Center for Creative Leadership. And it was talking about boundary spanning, working um, just as you are describing across departments and divisions. And I know even for myself, being on executive teams, probably one of the most difficult things that we do as executive leaders is working effectively outside of our own verticals across um, departments and um, and developing enough of an understanding as to how we might um, align around um, the vision and yeah. and, um, and figure out how then our roles can be supportive and helpful of achieving the organization's overall goals, mm-hmm. not just our own verticals goals. So there's always overlap because at the end of the day, the customer that you are attempting mm-hmm. to service, mm-hmm. um, you know, needs all a combination of everything that mm-hmm. each of the team members um, executive team, you know, their teams and, and uh, you know, as you go down the line, um, mm-hmm. everyone is contributing to that outcome. Yes. So, you know, yeah, you'll be amazed at how much overlap there is and, you know, mm-hmm. how if you get a, gain a better understanding of what that division, um, you know, what they need to be successful in getting to the outcome from you. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, maybe it's faster decision making. Maybe it's um, participating in, you know, a, a, a monthly meeting just to kind of dot some I's, cross some T's mm-hmm. to make sure everyone is moving in the same direction. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's there's uh, my experience, you know, has been there's always overlap. You should not mm-hmm. operate, mm-hmm. you know, in those um, verticals. You have mm-hmm. to operate across. Yeah, no, Absolutely. That um, that cascading down also just has me think about if you have conflict at the higher levels of management, then that conflict tends to roll right down to middle and frontline uh, supervisors and employees as well. So uh, definitely has a cascading, yeah, <laughs> definitely has a cascading effect. So, Carolyn, yes. um, thank you so much for sharing those strategies. And when we come back, I. Love to just um, have you share any final thoughts with our listening audience on this wonderful topic of um, having greater emotional intelligence for greater effectiveness and greater leadership as we handle uh, disagreements. So please stay with us. We'll be right back to hear some additional final thoughts from uh, Carolyn Moselle. Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network leadership matters is brought to you by innovisions need to improve leadership staff or organization performance contact innovisions today for quality effective and affordable leadership staff and organization development training coaching and consulting services call 619-453-8093 that's 619-453-8093 or send an email to dr white 
Her email address is swhite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission to enrich lives through a continuum of education and wellness service. Small businesses are in trouble, and it didn't just start with COVID-19. From the recession several years ago to the revolution of e-commerce giants more recently, small businesses are getting hit hard and need to come back. Tune in to Business Buzz and Business Watch. It's two shows in one, hosted by Frank Hellring. We'll help your small business bounce back with best practices, guest experts, and resources that you can use to strengthen your small business. Listen Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Dr. Cheryl White at swhite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we are back with more on Leadership Matters discussing four strategies to equip teams to handle disagreements with greater emotional intelligence. And we're having this conversation with Carolyn Moselle, leadership coach and consultant. So Carolyn, as we transition, um, appreciate your sharing those four strategies. And we just ask you if there are any final thoughts or tips you'd like to share. Yeah, so this month, October, mm-hmm. uh, and every October is, um, Emotional Intelligence Awareness Month. So I want to encourage your listeners to take this month um, to better understand and learn about emotional intelligence, learn how improving your emotional intelligence can improve yourself, um, your team, your work. Um, You know, the skill of, of, of emotional intelligence is something that you can use in any industry that you're in, if you're talking to someone, if even if you're not, because you know, again, self-awareness is the foundation of emotional intelligence. But you know, we are all um, um, at some level talking to people, and you know, being able to understand how to better interact with people and communicate with people um, is a great way to learn how to um, improve your emotional intelligence this month. So I, I encourage everyone to to take um, a chance, I mean, take a, a, the opportunity to learn about emotional intelligence, what it is, how it can help you, and especially um, because emotional intelligence, if you did not know, is going to be the, is, is the skill, the most um, desired and requested skill um, in organizations um, through 2025 is what what mm-hmm. the stats say. So, you know, and I've seen it in position descriptions and job descriptions, um, you know, so it's it's here. So mm-hmm. if you are, uh, if, if you've ever been EQ curious, <laughs> <laughs> then take this month to learn more about it and, um, and how to develop yours. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, didn't know it was Emotional Intelligence Awareness Month, so good to know. 
and any suggestions on how someone might go about doing that? Yeah. Yeah. So the uh, the one thing I would th- would want you to do um, if you do nothing else this month is to understand how you react in different situations and whether that's how you want to act. Does it make you feel good? Um, does it make you feel stressed? And if it makes you feel good, do more of it. And if it makes you feel stressed, you know, take a step back and understand how to make adjustments so that you can respond better. Um, So give yourself some grace and all of that as well, because, you know, emotional intelligence is, um, uh, especially the self-awareness component is, you know, something that you should accept um, and and do without judgment. Um, of yourself and, you know, uh, in, in, in a way that you're learning how to better respond. So if you don't get it right the first time in your estimation, do it, you know, do something different, but just take your best next step. So I'm going to say, uh, play devil's advocate and say, if it makes me feel good, but it makes somebody else feel bad. <laughs> and I'm not that emotionally in tune with others. What would you be your thoughts about that? <laughs> well, yeah. So that is a consideration. If you are, if well, maybe I should have had that disclaimer. If you are causing harm to someone else, um, then and that makes you feel good, then you know, I I think that you should re, um, you should understand why because emotional. <laughs> you should understand what's wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> If that's okay, huh? That's okay. If something that, you know, that makes someone else feel bad, makes you feel good, then you should step back and understand why. Why do I enjoy traumatizing others? Right. Why do I enjoy traumatizing others? And then call me for some coaching, right? (laughs) I'm just just having fun with you. But uh, I really enjoyed... um, you know, your added pieces around really looking at that self-awareness and self-management, that social awareness and social management and how um, those uh, four elements tie into um, emotional intelligence. So I think that's a really helpful uh, framing in looking at emotional intelligence. I think sometimes we think about um, me being in touch with me, but also you kind of brought up this piece of me being in touch with others. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. One other thing that people can do to just um, take a, a, another step at, at understanding their emotional intelligence is to um, write down things that you do well. You know, a lot of times we're really hard on ourselves. So write down things that you do well and then refer to that list when you are being hard on yourself. Again, this is all around um, building that foundation of self-awareness so that you can go into the other components of emotional intelligence um, where you have decided you feel good about traumatizing people to know how to step back and reevaluate that and understand, you know, um, um, you know, what, what you need to boost your self-awareness and self-esteem. 
Mm-hmm. So, so those those two assignments that you can give yourself. Love accepting that. your personal feelings and judge mm-hmm. and not and not judging yourself mm-hmm. too much, giving yourself some grace, mm-hmm. writing down things you do well and re- referring to that list mm-hmm. um, when you don't feel so good about it yourself. Yeah, you know, and that does underscore the importance of self-compassion. And we mm-hmm. talk about compassion and we um very often will frame that toward others, and it is important that we um provide and show compassion toward others. And as you're underscoring, it's also important that we um, treat ourselves with um, compassion as well. And so that self-compassion, just as we said, understanding others, do I take some time to understand me? Do I take some time to feel me? And do I take some time to really kind of get in touch with well, what's important to me and how might I help empower myself um, as well? So I appreciate uh, those reminders. Carolyn, if our listeners wanted to get in touch with you, how might they do so? Absolutely. So you can do it in three ways. Um, first, you can go to my website at www.leaderswhoconnectandinspire.com. There you can sign up for the mailing list, um, You can, um, which will give you um, access to my uh, podcast, Use Your Powers for Good. And um, connect with me on LinkedIn at Carolyn Ofer Moselle. And if you just have questions about emotional intelligence, you know, you just want to understand what it means, how it can be helpful to you um, in your growth and development, email me at Carolyn at leaders who connect and inspire.com. I'll be ecstatic to help you work through EQ. Okay, wonderful. Well, Carolyn, I have just enjoyed uh, this conversation. This is, you know, one of my favorite topics. You know, there's so many things that um, we put out there for um, just thinking about leadership effectiveness. And I think that this is just one of those foundational pieces that we as leaders um, can't do without if we're going to be effective and if we're going to bring out the best in ourselves and in others. So thank you so much for having this conversation with us and sharing your pearls of wisdom with us. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast. I I love it. I love talking about emotional intelligence. So thank you again for having me. Thank you. And thank you for our listening audience. Please join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time or download our podcast at your convenience and uh, join us for Leadership Matters. Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter.